The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. Guru types that say, I can help you make millions. The money that they're making is on the training courses that they just sold to you. And I don't want to specify that a guru is a bad thing because at certain times in our lives, we need individuals that can help us see and grow and learn and can help us in that regard. But what happens, and this is the trap, is when we give over the agency of ourselves to the idea that we don't have that and they do. It's a wonderful chaos. Or tandem. We work to find rest, we fight to find peace, both head and the heart. Like a nephew and niece. What are we doing here? You mean listening to this show? Where the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the wounded are healer and the atheist pray? It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos. Today, Mr. Andy Shalev is not with us. That's because he's on the other side, just where we want him. This is Marianna. Hello, everybody. And we, we've had her before on the show. And today, we're gonna, this, is, this is a show where we're role-playing. And specifically, Andy is going to role-play three types of gurus. The success guru, the sole purpose guru, and then lightened guru. And... Because it's a wonderful chaos, we're gonna be we we actually are gonna let it evolve and see how it how we uh, uh, navigate this because we'll be zooming in and out of it, and Andy will also be changing outfits. So we have a guru. Andy's been fascinated with this because in there's so many in the he always has has a funny saying. Everyone in Amsterdam is either a, a coach and their dog, and everyone around them. And it, it seems to be really a thing. And in a way, people seem to be really easily giving over their agency to get what they perceive they're lacking internally. And, yes. and I'm very curious. I think we should just jump into it because we're going to go to, through three stages. Hello. 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 Well, welcome. Hey, thank you for inviting me. So... We wanted to interview you because uh, you are a very successful coach. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to just ask you a few questions and maybe we could uh, actually really solve a problem. Like, let's make it really real. Uh, But can you please introduce yourself first uh, for us? Well, I'm a success coach. I've uh, been doing this for the last 20 years. And basically, uh, I'm really a self-made man. So I, I came from a, a quite a poor family. Um, I didn't, uh, as a child, know what wealth meant. And as I grew up, what happened was I just had contact with something that I saw, which was driving me to succeed. And what I learned were five things that make anyone who wants to generate wealth in their life possible. And 
it's important that you understand that if you do these five things correctly, then you will see that you are financially successful in a very short time. And a lot of people, like, they don't necessarily know these things. So it's really kind of a secret. If, if you understand how to utilize these things that are actually quite normal and, and, and you, as soon as you begin to use them, you'd understand the value of them. But if you don't access them, then the likelihood that you actually are able to make money is, is it, it's, it's not easy. So uh, I do courses and I've been doing them for the last 20 years. Uh, and all that is, is I just help people go from what you call this limiting mindset, this limiting belief system, and then I help them create this abundance mindset. So this way of living where you see that life just brings you opportunities easier. Yeah. So, so how, how many people would you say that you've helped? Oh, easily hundreds. I mean, you have to think to yourself that when you have the capacity to help people create abundance in their in your life, in their lives, they immediately want more of it. So yeah, I, I've helped thousands through the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, do you want to take uh, this as a chance opportunity, Bambos? yourself as a... yeah so when you when, like show shall we demonstrate it i mean so when you say demonstrate it i mean to to what point bambos uh you know in your life where do you see that you're not getting the thing that you believe you desire or need or what you deserve rephrase your question so where are you not getting what you want well, I'd like to be a six figures photographer. Okay. And yeah. what stops you from doing that? Uh, well, my mentor actually says my environment. Okay. So I would say in this case, your mentor is has a limiting belief. He has a limiting belief that you are not able to and actually he's not serving you if if I if I state it, because in him telling you this, basically what he's telling you is Bambo, stay small. Bambos don't realize what's possible mm. because think about it. If I tell you it's possible to create a six figure salary by the end of this year, and I give you the tools that I have to offer in my courses, you'll find very quickly that immediately your mind begins to produce a different reality. And it's in that different reality that you create opportunities that you would otherwise not be able to create. So on your journey, how how do you take a formula and apply it to different contexts? Because you say there's five steps, but there's different contexts, right? So how how do you how do you make it work for every single context? Oh, the or context. do the steps change? I mean, the steps are always the same, but to be honest with you, it, how people integrate them into their lives is different for each individual. But what I can do is I can guarantee you, if you apply the steps that which I'm proposing, your life will become far more richer. I mean, I can pretty much guarantee you at the end of the first year that you will find a six-figure salary because if you apply the things that I have to offer, you'll see immediately that you'll get the benefit of those things. That's how it works. Do, do we discuss these five steps on the show? Or is it, is mean, it, would, would it be giving it? Giving I, away your I mean, your formula. 
there is the secret and that's what people do come to me for. So in essence, what I do is I have three different lines of courses. The first one I give away for free, which just helps people understand what the abundance mindset is. So if you understand that abundance mindset, immediately you'll see that there's a benefit to everything you do in your life. After that, I have a bigger course, which is a three-day course. The first course is very nominal. It's about $190, and I do that around the world. The second course is a far bigger course. You come in, we teach you some of the tools and the tricks, and we create a network of people around you who support you in your abundance journey. So that's the second piece of the of this of this uh, journey we'll take how, how many people you say hundreds of people but how many people actually go from or what would be the percentage from the first course to the second course oh i mean like, you're looking at the the people who do the first course uh, it's very rare that they don't do the second course because they already see when you have an abundance mindset everything changes in your life immediately as soon as that process of understanding how money gets created through your understanding of relationship to money. It's just a natural consequence. You take the next course. It's almost like not taking the next course is already acknowledging that you don't want to succeed in your life. Because if you know that you can make that money, then what stops you from the next step? Mm -hmm. You're only investing in your potential. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. So... Do you are you okay with uh, unpacking this now? Obviously, or you want to continue? <laughs> so this is where we zoom out, guys. I, I have to say that I didn't trust you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I also felt uh, disconnected from you. Sure. And well, the role I'm playing is often a disconnecting role. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, but I, I could, I could. I could very, like, let's say if this wasn't in a show and, and I would be in a free workshop where a lot of people are, um, uh, we're together and then the collective decides to do the second course just yeah. because of the that wave. Like, it, I can imagine it's very easy to get pulled into that. I mean, what what the first guru, right, the first guru type is trying to do is they're trying to create the the idea that you're already lacking which you about many people are money yeah and, yeah and even the message that you see on the screen from yellow Dorota, why is success only measured in money and in this case of this guru type it's measured in money because that's the thing that you as an individual desire yeah so, so yeah i'm appealing to the want or to the desire and, and that's how the the guru's model works in a way is that you have a need that's inside of yourself somebody with certain vibration a frequency a feeling that you connect to they're giving you the thing that you don't see your yourself able to give yourself and then you say i need them in order to get it yeah yeah and also and yeah um, what I noticed that you, this type of guru, or at least in this role play, you really assumed uh, right away that Bombos has like limiting beliefs all over uh, abundance, and we don't know that. Like, like for me, I was like, of course, I know that it's a role play, but uh, I was irritated because, like, <laughs> how the hell you would know that <laughs> he has yeah. limiting just because he is not uh he's asking you some questions about of course i want to have more money of course i like who, yeah. who has tell me one person who doesn't 
wouldn't be happy with a little bit more money. Yeah. But then you already assume that, yeah, you, you must have some blockages or limiting beliefs and, uh, and uh, you need a more abundant mindset. And a lot of projections. Yeah. I, I was surprised actually that you weren't asking me questions to explore on a deep level. Obviously, that's what I would do because that's how I coach Bambos, but I'm not playing that role right now. Like, if you think about me as that role, I'm going to spend, uh, say, $10,000 on advertising and I'm going to pump it into Facebook. And the people that like, wow, he's got five things that if I do those things, I can get wealthy. And he promises that in a year I can actually make a lot of money. Although it didn't resonate for the two of you, expectedly so, it will resonate for a certain population. So you're really playing the numbers game. Yeah. yeah. Imagine yeah. if that message that you found so revolting, somebody else found attractive. Like yeah. what are the odds that they're going to go into my funnel? Yeah. And, and also the psychology behind this is that you say, oh, you want more money. And I have made a lot of money. Why? Because I know how to do it. Like there is five steps. There is yeah. there is a mindset that you have to have and you don't have it. That's why you don't have enough money. So exactly. there is, it's just like a putting two boxes, right? <laughs> and I know it. That's why I earn money. You don't know it. That's why you don't have enough money. Here exactly. I am. If you spend a lot of money on my course... So, so what was the third course then? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, that's the beauty of it, what you just said, Marianne, is that the humor is, is that basically, and, and, and get this, this is the, the beauty of it as well, is that a lot of times the people that are selling these courses are only making money from telling other people how to make money. So that, yeah. that, that's the beauty of a lot of, the, a lot of these um, guru types that say, I can help you make millions. Yeah. Is that a lot of times the money that they're making is on the training courses that they just sold to you yeah, um, exactly so, and and you pointed to a beautiful point which is again what i'm always seeing and i don't want to to, to specify that a guru is a bad thing like i don't want that to ever be the thought because at certain times in our lives we need individuals that can help us see and grow and learn and oftentimes yeah. somebody in a hired position someone that we elevate actually is can help us in that regard. But what happens, and this is the trap, is when we give over the agency of ourselves to the idea that we don't have that and they do. Hmm. So the first guru type is somebody who says, I know how to make money. And as you saw, I say, you don't know how to make money. I, I state something that's so abstract that says, Bambos, you don't have an abundance mindset which automatically becomes a self-judgment that he has to say, well, maybe I don't have an abundance mindset. Yeah, it's very difficult to, to uh, uh, yeah, attack that or to counter, counter that because, uh, yeah, like um, there is always more money to earn. So even if I have good, more or less good relationship with money, I could, if, I could still grow into a millionaire, you know, yeah. like, so, so when you say you don't, if, even if you would say it to me, even if I'm feeling quite okay with money, but if you said it to me, like you don't have an abundant mindset because are you a billionaire? And I would be like, oh yeah, actually from that perspective, I don't, yeah. you know? Yeah, but, so. but keep in mind, the two of you wouldn't necessarily be people that would resonate with this message, but there's a lot of people out there that would, yeah. you know, people that have not had... Ha 
haven't seen they haven't seen the imposter syndrome in other people. So yeah. so keep in mind, we're not talking to the two of you right now. We're talking to that vibration where people are still excited, like when they sit in front of a Ferrari that's not theirs and they say, look at how successful I am. Like there's a lot of people that have a projection that that's something I want and I need to figure out how it because I can't give it to myself. Mm. So that's where we lose agency over our, our ourselves because somebody takes this want this in ourselves and then says, Hey, I can give it to you. And then of course there is the thing, there's the secret that, that you only need me to get to, because if you don't have me, then you can't actually figure it out. I figured it out over all these years, right? That's the, the big hook. And, and, and he then, came from nothing. It came from nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so I know where you are. Yes, yeah, exactly. I know where you are. That's the identification, right? That's the and and you'll see that 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 type of persona is very attractive to people. It's very very attractive. And uh, yeah, I just wish you had better lighting because then I would really believe you that you had a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, we have another comment uh, from my from... friend Bulelang. Yes, yeah. I think people like this can sense also from your voice when you have some lack of confidence. And I think you really did pretty good, Andy. Yeah. I was starting yeah. to hear myself and thank God, this sounds really good. I'm almost scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you sounded very confident that you really have it all figured out. <laughs> and uh, I think we started, I think, I think Bombo started to question himself, even though he knows that it's exactly. No, I, I, no, I just felt really uncomfortable with him. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I understand that. Um, I was also. I'd love to go back to questions to you now, Bambos. Yeah. When I said to you, you do not have an abundance mindset. Yeah. So basically I've projected onto you. I've created a tension that you didn't have before we spoke. Mm. How did that feel? When, when someone projects in that way to me, I automatically if I don't feel the spaciousness to explore, then I'm not interested. Like I, I'm like, I need to shut down a part of myself because I, I, I don't want to interact with this kind of individuals. Yeah. But keep in mind, because you're that way, you would not be my customer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But imagine if you take my authority. So you've projected authority onto me. I've got my jacket on that makes me look like I, I maybe have achieved something. I've tried to show a picture of my bedroom area that looks like it, you know, I would have put statues in the background if I had more time and energy to give the aura of success. Well, mm -hmm. I kind of like the image of the garden outside that really yeah, gave me I, I, uh, thought I closed that only because the light on my face was, uh, was drained out by the background lighting. The, the thing is though, is all of that becomes the projection onto me. And then I get to use that in my relationship to you. Because now you think, oh, this guy has made it. I'm lucky just to have time with him. And now he tells me you have a problem with abundance. Yeah. When we were talking, Andy, you, you were using the same words. And it felt like rep repetition. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where I, I started to lose interest. But, but I guess that's also part of the convincing but you're losing interest. You're not really seen. You're not my target audience, Bambos. I get, I get that, Andy. <laughs> you're, you're like the strong-minded, I'm looking for a weak-minded individual 
who actually feels fully in lack of something where they actually believe that other people can give something to them. Mm. So, so you got to imagine to yourself, there's tons of people. If I told you that you have an abundance problem, if I just said that to them, they would sit there and say, oh, because of how I look, because of my age, because of my success, they'd say, oh, really? You see that? And by that very moment, they've lost the agency over their own thinking because they've let some other individual come into their heads and establish what their issue was. And now that person leaves. Now for the next five years, what are they left with? They left with the idea that they have an issue with abundance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, by the way, we have more co uh, comments. Should I read some? Yeah, yeah. please offer. Uh, yeah, Iris offer says there are two comments of her. One of them is repeating words, is working like hypnosis. Hundred so percent. Like it, we, I think we all agree with that. Politicians know that too. Um, and she has another one. There are also spiritual gurus who don't use the word success, but use the spiritual words and ideas that repeat themselves. I see how the peer pressure works in those realms. Uh, the followers are influenced by each other and it's all surrounding the ego of the guru. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's why, that's why we're going to the next uh, gurus as well. We want to explore them yes. uh, further. So, uh, so we're going to switch uh, to the new guru, the, the one which is going to be the purpose. Soul purpose. And the soul purpose guru. The sole purpose guru. As you, as you can see, Andy's figured out changing the backgrounds. So he's going to take another chair and he's going to zoom into the uh, embodiment of uh, a sole purpose guru. Hello. Hi. So, Hello, so, Andy. So happy that you invited me today. So nice to see you. So yeah. nice that uh, you came. And uh, so as far as I Lovely. know, as we know, you're a sole purpose guru. Or yeah. soul-purpose coach. Can you yeah. uh, explain? No, I'm not a guru. I just, no. what I found in my life is that if you haven't connected to that part of you, which is deep in your heart, and you move from that space, that you'll find that you just don't get the, the success and the comfort and the joy and the love that you want in your life. So there is this special place that if you find it, and you work from there, you can call it source, you can call it mm. some sort of being that guides you. But if you don't find that in yourself, then you'll see that there's always struggle. So mm. if you're struggling and you haven't been able to make decisions, then what it really means is that you haven't been able to find that source and work from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I resonate with that so much. I, I have to say that I'm struggling with that sometimes because I love being on the wonderful chaos, for instance, but I have to say that I'm just having a normal job and I don't really know if that's really my purpose. Like, how do you find that? Like, what do you think? Yeah, Mariana, when you want to find your purpose, it's really an inward journey. So... When I work with people, the first thing we do is we create space. And in that space, we ask ourselves questions. Hmm. And I've been working with people for many years now. And there are these questions you'll see that if you deepen your self-awareness, that your purpose evolves in this sort of flowing way. And you know when you're in flow and when you're not in flow. 
And so what I help you find is how to find that in yourself and move through the tension that comes up so mm -hmm. that you can just make better decisions. Mm. Okay, so you help me to get in touch with that flow. Yeah, yeah. And okay. you'll see when you're not in touch with it. When you're not in touch with that flow, you just don't feel like you can make decisions or mm. you at things you're doing or you procrastinate i mean we all know procrastination it's one of yeah, those yeah i do that a lot yeah and 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 if you don't want to procrastinate then there are tools out there that make it possible for you to connect to what i really want to call your source and when you work from that source you really get in contact with your soul purpose mm -hmm. what's the problem with procrastination Procrastination is just a sign that you're not living your sole purpose, Bambos. So if you find yourself procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Let me slow down. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, hard to stay in the role, man. <laughs> it's crazy. If you find yourself procrastinating, Bambos, what you'll, what you'll notice is that you haven't connected to the thing that's deeper inside of you, which is really your sole purpose. Because when you're connected to that, there is no procrastination. So what's every, the purpose of life? Everything makes sense. You know, the purpose of life is different for everybody. And I would say, I don't want to be the judge of who has what purpose and what's better. But what I do know is if you don't find your purpose, then you will find that life feels like a struggle. You'll see that you don't know how to move and how to progress. And the beauty of connecting to your inner purpose is that you will begin to feel much closer to yourself, your inner guide. That's, that's, that's the truth. If you find your inner guide, you'll notice everything becomes easier. So what would you suggest? Like, how can I get in touch with that more? <sighs> you know, Mariana, when you're feeling into yourself, <laughs> sorry, when you're feeling into yourself, you know, can you just do something for a few moments? I want you to take your hand right now. Take your right hand. I want you to put it on your chest. And I want you to slowly rub. And as you rub, I, wanna, I want you to ask yourself, what is it that feels most real for me right now? <laughs> what is it that feels most real for me right now? And what viewers, you can also do the same, please. Where is it, Mariana? Tell me. What feels most true for you right now? Uh, <laughs> I feel awkward. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Mariana, stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. Okay. I want you to feel into that awkwardness. What is that awkwardness telling you? That I don't really know what I should say. Oh, yeah. I know that. We don't know. Mariana, we don't know. We're all trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to stay with it, Mariana. Okay, feel okay, it. Okay. So what, what would life look like if you didn't know? How would it be different for you? Hmm. I guess um, I would be really driven. Yeah. Yeah. Now you really, understand it. Yeah. Then I would be on my uh, purposeful life mission every single day and fight and never procrastinate. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. You're feeling mm -hmm. it. That's what it means to have a sole purpose. 
And if you don't have it and you don't feel it, then I offer services around that. I can help you feel into it and learn about yourself so that you can always tap into that. It's really something that's so accessible. People just don't know how to find it. And I've been spending years helping people tap into the important part of their being. Hmm. All right. Let's, how, let's, how, let's, how would you say your life has improved by doing what you're doing? Oh, Bambos. You know, I can't. Before I found my life's purpose, my life had no purpose. Purpose is the thing that when you feel it and see it, you know everything makes sense. So it's like asking me what wine tastes like if I've never drunk it before. Like life after I had that sip changed. I understood my purpose and through my purpose, everything became bright. Light, life just became, it was like going out of a dark room into the bright sun and feeling connected to everything that is. And that was that that's just something that if you haven't experienced it, then it's it's hard to explain. You you need to have had that experience to understand. Okay. Can we unpack this one? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's really hard to <laughs> not to laugh it. <laughs> anyway. You know what's terrible is uh, is like anyone who may be watching this thinking this is me. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. I, I think I, we were laughing so many times that uh, it was uh, it was uh, not possible to really believe it. Yeah. Um, Sherry Coughlin observes that you did lower your voice. Yeah. She noticed it right away. Yeah, and, and yeah. of course, you know the the thing about every uh, personality type or play, role playing is that there's a resonance. There are certain people that are gravitating towards certain energy. So you would see the first energy was a very masculine energy that was pulling people that wanted success mm. and wanted to achieve and wanted direction. And the second energy was much more feminine energy, which is appealing to somebody who wants to feel more grounded and more li like a living their life's purpose and that, that mm. sort of. So you're really seeing one is going to pull more of a male type of individual and the other will be pulling more of a female type of individual and this reaction of oh bombs oh mariana <laughs> that was just uh very how, how was it for you uh it was hard to really embody the role because i mean i could feel it that i i mean i was just a lot of times smiling and uh, laughing because it was funny yeah uh but um what it felt like is that again you make me feel like yes indeed i don't know and I, yes indeed i'm not in touch with my soul purpose and mm. life will be so much better if i know it and the fact that i procrastinate or uh, like doubts which i have even now even though i know what is my soul purpose <laughs> But I procrastinate all the time, yeah. uh, nevertheless. Uh, so, so I know that it's not connected now. But of course, like these are human behaviors that we all have. Mm. So, so you really made me feel like, yeah, indeed. Like I really, really don't know. And this technique must be really, like, useful. And yeah. uh, he can teach me that because he yeah. is so much in touch with it, and I am not. Right. 
you notice there were words that I was using, like, if you haven't seen it, you don't understand. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's ways in which I was interacting with you, which would kind of show that things that happen to all of us, like procrastination, are actually an indication that you haven't found your sole purpose. Exactly. So I made a connection in a way which now creates a problem in your head because now after you leave me, you know, when you don't make a decision, you're like, oh, it's because I haven't found my sole purpose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And actually, I want to also also share that I think a lot of coaches and therapists do this not not as a marketing tool. So I think you did that now in a very conscious way. But uh, I'm noticing now that we are playing this, that I might did that before with, yeah. with my clients because I'm like, yeah, so you have this little anxiety there. And you have so that means that you have this and this problem. Mm, and yeah. at the same time, yeah, whoever, everyone has those little yeah. things. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's a fine line. And this is why I was saying earlier, I don't even want to diminish the guru as such because – in a way, people are needing something which they can't give themselves and they resonate with a certain type of, of individual. And so by them finding that individual, they actually learn and grow potentially. Mm. But the trap, and this is the trap I mentioned when I said join a, 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 a workshop for $200, join another workshop for $3,000, join the next workshop at $10,000. What happens is, is that you now become dependent on me. And the reason why you haven't got the benefits that you need is because you haven't taken the $10,000 workshop yet. Yeah, so, exactly. So, so and, and by the time you've gone to the $10,000 workshop, basically that's you've tapped out. And now I sell you to become a train the trainer because now you've spent all this money, but you haven't monetized anything. So now I say, well, that's because you weren't able to use the tools I gave you. So now I blame you for not being able to execute mm -hmm. on the things that I was teaching you, which is just insidious, by the way, if you think about yeah. it. Blaming the person who came, who bought into a vision, but who didn't get the, who didn't get the, the payment that they desired. Like, it's just really, really, uh, it's just really, really uh, insidious. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you start to become dependent on the the whatever coaching sessions or therapy, and just feel like you need more and more in order to finally get what you think that the other one has, and you don't get in touch with it within yourself, yeah. basically. Yeah. I mean, if 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 someone is really good at what they do, like the their vision should be that you become self-reliant as soon as possible. Yeah. So you, you become capable of doing the things that actually you need to do to succeed without me. Yeah, like that exactly. would be, that's the, uh, that's the ideal version. So I, I, in, in the relationship would be, I give over some agency to another individual to support and help me, but that individual is tracking my progress and making sure that step by step, they're allowing that individual to start making their own decisions and become have more and more agency over them, their own lives. Yeah. One of the things I'll do with people I work with is I say, I'll let you ask me questions for the first few weeks. 
but then you have to tell me what it is you want to do and then i'll tell you whether i think it was a good idea or why i think it was a good idea or why but they have to have agency over their own ways of thinking yeah mm-hmm. nice yeah and that's and in this model this sole purpose the sole purpose um is very interesting because it is uh, this sole purpose has only been coming up and i i've seen it in the last say three years like like growing as a general guru type and i've seen it growing funnily enough because i've seen the nomadic worker growing and there's something about this appealing vision of if you're living your soul vision, you can live anywhere you want in the world because that's all available to you. So there's a there's a weird connection of this nomadic lifestyle and this idea that if you're living your soul purpose, you can live and move and do whatever you want. And it's all accessible and it's really easy. Yeah, if you I if you understand the secret behind a soul purpose, the you hear soul, the link. Yeah. This the soul and purpose uh, topic, I think, is, has been blown up so much in the last uh, 10 years, like the last decade. And I meet so many people, they come to me and they are depressed because they don't know what is their purpose, right? Yeah. And, then, and then I'm thinking, uh, you know, like, it doesn't have to be a big thing. I mean, maybe life is about playing it. Uh, life is about living it. Life is about, uh, I don't know, having good friends, you know? Yep. I and, mean, uh, what if you said the idea that your life is, that there is such a thing as sole purpose is the confusion? What if that is the confusion? Because by saying there is a sole purpose, then you have to ask yourself, Am I living my sole purpose? So the whole creation, it's like the, it's the best marketing in the world. Create a need that didn't exist and then tell people what they need to do to solve that need, right? That's the, it's a, it's. And it's a concept that comes from here and then you have to go here to solve it. Yes. That's it. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, you know me, I, I'm, I'm very allergic if I talk to people and I see that they're taking me into the logic space as opposed to showing me how to live, like by the way that they live. Yeah. And that's why you would never fall into one of these guru type traps because you are more conscious of the vibration that, that alienates you. So we're not talking to probably even a lot of people listening or watching these videos we're doing right now. We're talking to the people who are a little bit more susceptible towards this type of promotion. Yeah. And there is a type of brain that's more susceptible towards this very assertive feminine or very assertive masculine, you know, and, and, and it, because they feel like, wow, they really know, they really know. And then they lose agency over their own thinking. Yeah. Whew, suffocating. Yeah. There are some comments. Should we read something? Yeah. Yeah. Rohir Boss, he says, sorry if this has be- already been discussed. It just came in on the session. But how do you distinguish between input that is helpful and input that is not helpful? Input. Oh, oh, oh. Nice, Rohir. Nice question. So w- there's two questions. We're doing a guru show. So, so I would say everything is helpful to the degree that the other individual continues to learn and grow. So mm-hmm. they have more agency over their own development. It's better in my criteria, because this is my criteria. I get to decide if they have to give up and believe you because you said it, but it's not their experience. 
then basically they become more and more dependent on you because they didn't learn that themselves. It's only you that they're trusting. Mm. It so sound, it sounds a little bit culty. Yeah, it becomes more culty because the further the beliefs go that you have to believe me, the more and more you have to let go of your own thinking processes yeah. and you give them over to another individual. Yeah. So how, but my question would be then that how would you do it differently? Because I think with uh, this uh, sole purpose guru, in many ways you were empowering me actually, because he said like, you know, like feel in, feel into what really feels right for you. Like he didn't say, I think you should do this and this and that. Or I think you would be a, like, you didn't try to figure out yourself what is my uh, sole purpose is, right? So that would be the... So but you were, but anything you would have said, Mariana, I would have shown you why that would connect back to your soul. You could have said anything; it wouldn't have mattered. I would have always found a way to connect it back to the fact that you did not have and were not living your soul purpose. It's like a magic. Yeah. It's like a magic trick. It's just yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so indeed. So you knew that it still will come from me, but you are the one who can show me how to uh, take that information out of myself. And in that sense, you you took my agency away from me. But how would you do it differently that I feel that I'm more, I, you, I, I'm empowered? That it comes from you. I would have, instead of taking what you said, interpreting it and giving it back to you so that I've planted it in your mind as if it came from you, I would allow it to stay with you. I would allow you to, you know, and then if I did step in, then I would fully own that I was stepping in. I would fully own that I was making assumptions and I'd ask permission. Mm. I, would, I would show that I have no right to tell you anything or how you are, or where you are, but this is what's coming up for me. Is it okay to share that? It would oh, be yeah. mission. Yeah. So I, I assume, or maybe, or yeah. So that if you say like, I have there's the transparency. Feeling. Yeah, there's transparency for sure. Yeah. And and in that way, what you'll see is that immediately we become leveled again. Because if I start, mm -hmm. telling you, I don't really know, but this is what I'm feeling. All of a sudden, you see me as a partner and not as someone above you. If I state it as a fact mm -hmm. that I know and you don't know, all of a sudden, you see how you begin to lose a little bit of the strength you had in terms of your own thinking process. Because if I, this guy who's been doing it for 20 years, guided so many people, tells you this is what your problem is, you can see how hard it is to see through this 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 uh, story. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, so, uh, as you speak, Andy, uh, when, when you do this dynamic, I just feel that I have to hold my breath for that moment. Like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the dynamic that happens all the time, but we don't, we're not really aware of it because we just fall into the trap. It's so easy to fall into the trap. You do it like that, and you don't even know it's happened to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, we have a few more comments, and here comes back with uh, with an example. Yeah. He says, someone who employs the techniques you are outlining is Tony Robbins. He claims a lot of special insight into people and always has a nice, expansive program you need. But at the same time, he says things that do, do make a lot of sense to people. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So loud music and pumping you up. We're going, we're going, we're going, we're going. We're going to make it happen, make it happen, make it happen. You, so, you have no time <laughs> to um, think. Um, 
the 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 thing is, and this is the this is the thing that's undeniable, is that people who fulfill these roles, they don't get it's not that they don't have things valuable to say. Tony Robbins has incredible valuable content, right? It's not like we can say, oh, this guy, but the truth be told is he cannot guarantee a damn thing. No. You know? So if, if if you had another guy who was far more successful but didn't have the charisma that Tony Robbins has, you might go much further with them at a half the price, but you wouldn't buy into the charisma of this whole machine that's going. So mm. he grabs you with the charisma and the charisma is like, you know, it's palpable. You know, you, you're around him and he, and, he, and he looks like a sweet guy. I mean, I'm not going to judge him. And he, he's done his work. He's presenting stuff. But the whole thing is, is that in the way that one goes to someone like a Tony Robbins, they'll often lose the agency over their own confidence because he has something I can't give myself. Mm, yeah. And there's always another course, always another course. And I've noticed a lot of times when people have gone to the courses that I've met over time, they haven't gone anywhere course to course, but they keep going back to the same courses because there's a hit that you get. There's like a real, like a real, like palpable drive that kind of, it's like a, a drug, you know, you take it and you're like, mm. I want more of it. But that drug isn't something that necessarily is serving you at, at what your real objectives are, which whatever those are, you know, why you're going to him. But again, hey, People are spending money. They're getting value. Who are we to judge? That's it, yeah. right? Well, I, I think I'll, I'll agree to part of what you said. I, okay. I do also know a couple of people that have been to the Tony Robbins workshops. Uh-huh. They've only been to one. They took yeah. really good notes, and I saw that they did start their business mm. ba- from that. Fantastic. But, 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 I, but, but so I would say it really depends on the person and yep. – if they're able to just go in, take what they need and leave, as opposed to jumping from workshop to workshop and just being part of yeah. that community yeah. and never going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. that happens. So that's the thing is you can't say, you know, with anything, you know, even, even the worst trainings, the fact that somebody goes in them and has all of this struggle and turmoil, those have been some of the best training experiences for others because they had to learn how to navigate that in themselves. I know Bambos told me about a training he went to where one of the trainers was sexually molesting people in the course. And I'd say that was the best training that Bambos ever went to <laughs> because uh, yeah, he had to learn, he had to learn how to deal with it. I, I you know, that's, that's a whole nother level of, uh, of growth. Right. I, I consciously used anger to shout at him and penetrate bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was it. And that was the greatest lesson that Bambos could learn at that session. Right. But- yeah. I don't know if we should go uh, with more comments or we should go to the third guru because we have third a, guru. Should we do the third okay, guru? Third guru. Okay. Sorry so for the people who commented and we didn't. Uh, if, there's time, if there's time at the end, we'll, we'll definitely we will try. do it. And uh, so now we go to the third guru, which is going to be the enlightened guru. So the one who already figured everything out and is super <laughs> enlightened. I think usually Andy is gets into that category like a lot of people think that he is so i think this is going to be the easiest for him to play i i, I yeah i always <laughs> i always say that he has enlightening qualities but he would never say <laughs> <laughs> oh you don't know how much i love you right now <laughs> Can you lower your screen a little bit? No, I, did it like this real <laughs> I love it. 
Ooh, so Andy Shalef is on our interview today. Thank you so much for coming. So Andy is an enlightened uh, person. And uh, can you tell a few words about yourself, Mr. Words. Andy Shalef? Mm. I'm just present with what is at the moment. And it's beautiful to be with the two of you. So thank you for being with me today. Um, Andy, how, how do we address you? I, I know your human name is Andy Shalev. Oh, I mean, you can address me any way you like, Bambos, okay. please. Okay. We all know that the identity <laughs> is fluid and everything is true and everything is not true. So just feel free <laughs> to just call me as you wish. So Guruji, why did you say yes to this program? I mean, any opportunity to be present with beautiful individuals like yourselves is a gift. So being with you is something just special. Thank you for spending time with me. Mm. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, so we want to talk about enlightenment and uh, you are, you found enlightenment. And uh, can you share about... Uh, can you share us how did you how did you get there? Mm, that's a very good question, Mariana. And it wouldn't be easy to answer that without you having an experience yourself. So my question to you is, what makes that you ask me that question? Well, um, I would love to be enlightened. Uh, I heard about that state a lot, and I I think it would be. I don't think I am enlightened, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I heard about it, that it's really um, amazing to be in that state. And uh, I would love to figure out how to get there. And what makes you think that you're not enlightened, Mariana? I don't know. I'm just, uh, sometimes I'm angry at people or sometimes I get emotionally triggered and, uh, there are some things that I, it's hard for me to tolerate in life, you know, like I have my struggles and sometimes I have bad days. And mm. I guess enlightenment is about not having those things. I yeah, just looking at you, you look so peaceful. Yeah. And Mariana, who is it who's having those thoughts? <laughs> uh, um, me. <laughs> it's me who is having that, those thoughts. And who is me? Um, Mariana, like me, myself. And when you say Mariana, myself, what is it you're looking at when you say that? Well, my history, my personal history and my personality. Mariana, I'd like, like for you just, if you could, just take a really deep breath. And mm. I'll ask you again, who is Mariana? Um, <laughs> slow down, slow down. What do you see as you're looking right now? I'm trying to look myself from the outside. Mm. And what do you see? A person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and slowly look, look deeper, deeper behind that 
and who is that person? Mm. Yeah, it's a girl. Mm -hmm. um, should I describe? You know, uh, what I'm hoping to sort of support you in seeing is through that person you see. If you look behind all of the words you've used, who's creating those words? I don't know. That's yeah. not me because I'm talking about me. That's already there, right? Yeah. Well, if you allowed yourself a little bit more spaciousness and now ask the same question, who is the speaker? Um, part of me, hmm. I guess. When you say I guess, what makes you say I guess? <laughs> well, uh, because I'm talking about myself, so that it seems like it's a disconnect from slow down, the person. Slow down. So as you spoke just now, you started to explain, and I'm going to ask you to go back to looking at yourself again. Who is it that's talking? when you speak? I don't know. Yeah. Just stay there for a moment. What are you feeling right now? Mm. Disattached. Please again. Disattached. Dis disassociated or disassociated? Dis yeah, far, far away. Okay, far away from what? What exactly? From uh, from anything from life. Mm. Yeah. How does that feel for you there? Um, bit boring. Boring. And what else? It's calm. Calm? Yeah, it's calm. If you make more spaciousness in that calm, what else can you see in that space? Peace. And if you let that peace overcome you, and then I ask you again, who is speaking? Then who's speaking? Nobody. Okay, so can we unpack this? <laughs> 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 or how long do I have to go? <laughs> and find more space <laughs> yeah so i felt like that you're trying to help me to find something yeah but i also feel like i'm bypassing a lot of steps in between i mean let's also agree i'm not exceptionally good at what i'm doing right now i'm i'm, I'm playing a character that i i don't yeah. live it's harder for me to embody it but what I am doing 
is I'm asking you questions that push you towards a more deeper awareness inside of yourself. Mm. And, and that deeper awareness, you know, you came to the word peace. And then when you answered nobody, normally if it was a someone who really did it, say, exceptionally well, you'd start to laugh. Because when, when yeah. someone says nobody, they are, have a, 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 an experience of what it feels like to have this depth of emotion of no one being present. And it's a deep awareness. It's like a visceral reaction. So you said the word, but you didn't, but I wasn't holding the character well as well. And there was, we also role playing, but the, the breakthrough is that moment where we see that we are nobody. That is the, yeah. the, the, the freedom in, in one's thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. But I was sweating as I was getting you there. Cause I was like, this is not my natural routine and I'm, I'm role playing. Right. But, yeah. um, and there's some nice comments that came in from Sherry as well. Who's, you know, um, you do, you know, Sherry? No, I don't. But she wrote some really sweet comments because she saw what I was doing. She, she wrote Papa G, which are, you know, some of the people, um, yeah. Oh, Moji. Tell me about the ashrams. Yeah. Yeah. The ashrams, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And now she, Sherry showed the technique that I was using was uh, in her next comment was really about playing the observer, asking you to play the yeah. observer of your own mind and then work back to the inception of thought. Because yeah. a lot of times as you were answering my questions in that state, you were responding to a question, which was in the kind of one um, parrot, uh, uh, one, what do you call it? A, 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 a way of living and seeing the world very very physical, but as you work back, you begin to see through your own thoughts. And then the answer would be, as you said, nobody. Mm. Yeah. And then you laugh because the realization is that there is this thing going on inside of yourself that you don't even uh, see. It's almost like you're a machine, but you didn't realize it. And mm. then there's usually a burst of laughter that comes when, uh, uh, when a guru does that well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Th there was almost no space to interact with you. No, because the whole idea is that the, the, the guru here, his job is not to answer the question because it's in the answering the question where we resolve at the tension where we think we know. The whole idea of a, a good guru in here, right, I would almost call it a spiritual teacher, is to help you see that the answers are already inside of yourself and you're looking outside of yourself from them for me. But they're not in me. They're in you. And my job, mm. help you see that you can answer those questions yourself. Mm. Yeah. So on one level, this may not have been the best role play because I was doing what uh, what a typical uh, uh, spiritual or enlightened type of person who really is pushing you back into your own thinking processes. Yeah. The, um, the 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 more dangerous one is the one that Rohir is pointing at, and he says, "I think that the acting was pretty good. My alarms went off. Um, a person like that is often a sexual predator. Run for the." <laughs> <laughs> so, so in in, in Rohir's message, there's also um, there's also an aspect where you can take the, the 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 freedom of thought that I've given you, and then plant a next seed, which says, "Wait, well." 
we can have sexual freedom now because we don't need to live by societal norms. And ultimate freedom is also ultimate sexual freedom. So now we can actually have sex comfortably because we've worked past all this. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That, that turns my stomach inside out. But you know it's what happens, and that's what often happens in these groups. And let's also be, let's also agree that there is a liberation, which is also a sexual liberation. I don't even want to judge that because as we move through unarmoring and going under the onion of our own subconscious, we also see the conditioning of sexuality. So it is a slippery slope. Like, are we being manipulated into things, which often happens, or are we now feeling? back into our own bodies in a way that we didn't feel before. And now we go to exploration and mm -hmm. uh, each person's journey. And, and it's not, it's not, um, I think responsible if a person uses the opening to then hijack it and then put sexuality into it. But it often yeah. happens. Yeah. 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 Very good. Yeah. So nice, Andy. I love, I love how you address that. Yeah. yeah. That could be a whole topic by itself actually. Yeah. But here you didn't take the agency out of yes. me. You just asked right. questions. Yeah, I didn't take the agency on this one. I think in a way I'm almost more respectful of these two than the third because there is an aspect of this one when it's done only for you where it is a gift that someone's giving you to see through your own thoughts. Yeah. The, the danger, and this is the one that Rohir had pointed out, is that when the individual begins to now see this new state as something which they can now use to their own devices, which is often what happens when they say, now, now that you understand that the world is vast and, and, and material, uh, material needs are, are not important, give me all your money. Because now, now that you understand how valuable what I have to offer is, this is going to be a joy to the world. So now you give me your money and then we can get more abundance. So that's... Yeah. That's what that's what will often happen in these sort of. But you can't say that the original point wasn't really beautiful and enlightening. That, that That's the problem is that with all the beauty comes all this other side. And that's the trap. The mm. trap. Once it doesn't become for you, but it says now I get to use it for me. That's when things yeah. get. Worse. But also, isn't that that takes away the agency that I yeah. might have to come back to you again and again and talk to you so you can show me this talker behind my personality or yeah. being behind my so so that i don't realize it myself but i always just need your questions to you know kind of get I, it out you know? I, I would agree i said i would think that almost like anything you need the in this case the guru to give you the experience now what you do with that experience is you give up so i had my mentor who was case who did what I did with you. This was what he did for most of the time I spent with him. What happened was two people emerged, people that had an incredible experience. It kept going back to him over and over again to have the same experience and people that ran for the hills because they said, this is scary and I don't want to be around this. They maybe had this big, big awakening moment, but they got so mm -hmm. scared because there was no on-ramp. He met you the first time and this is what he did. I mean, imagine how intense that is. Just us yeah. doing it in role play wasn't all that comfortable. Uh, Case would actually, though, also hack. He would he would try to penetrate someone's uh, mm. walls. Yes, and, and and just broke them. And just broke them. So that was um, that was that's it. Yeah. The the thing that Rohir spoke to earlier, also like when you're in a spiritual community, 
and there's supposed to be a level of consciousness. Um, when I did see this individual using people's open women's opening up to seduce them, yeah, I felt like I was in a movie, and I spoke to the individual, and he he, he was like really loving and. No, no, it's it's all it's all good. And then I was like, I really don't feel comfortable with this. Like as a, like as a man, I know I'm going to witness another hashtag Me Too down the road. You were seeing him not acknowledging the shadow that was playing out in the training. Yeah. So yeah. I started talking to different women, and it was again really weird because uh, the at least six or seven women that I spoke to, they all felt that there was something going on. And because he was such a wonderful man and loving and he had impacted their life, it felt almost like they were hip being hypnotized. And I was like, wow, yeah. this is insane. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also, when, when we say that we're in a, a spiritual community and there's consciousness, like you would expect like the collective, like, hey, guys, we're aware of this. But everyone was too scared to name it yeah but this is what happens in groups where basically someone is elevated and everyone is aware of what it is the behavior that's not acceptable but he's the one running the show so there's no parity we're not on equal levels yeah so if you are on equal levels then one says hey you have shadow behavior that's going on right now we use the word shadow because that's often used then we'll discuss it as a team, as a group, and you need to address it. If they're in an elevated state and they have that, then basically they can always tell you, hey, you're projecting onto me and you're not seeing that you're the one that's actually confused. That's what happens. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was the moment where I, I, I felt how words can be used to manipulate. And that's the moment where I, I really... When I shout at him, the whole, I always say the retreat center shook. Yeah. And he actually went into a child pose. Like yeah. if anyone would enter the room, they'd think I would be hitting him or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it was painful. It was painful to, to be well, put in that situation. In the end, what you were doing is you were giving him the gift of you're holding him accountable for a behavior that no one else in the group could hold him accountable for because he was denying, denying, denying. And it pushed you to be angry so that he had to confront it. It's the gift that your anger channeled correctly forces a new consciousness to emerge and he can't get away with it as easily. But yeah. what happens is people like you, they leave groups and the group goes back to its homeostasis, which allows that behavior because you're gone. That's yeah. how it works. So, and uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely would have dealt with it differently anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There's one more. It's more that by ending the endless stupid questions, you get power over people who are amazed by the profoundness of the questions. And before long, uh, the agency is gone and you find yourself in his bedroom. In, yeah. All in the name of enlightenment. Just like the ancient Greeks, they used to pass knowledge by having sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah <laughs> that's that, my knowledge. That's really it. Is that is the one thing like I once wrote an article about the three things you needed to be a guru is glare with eyes of knowing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then and then 
ask questions and then always have that question at hand. What makes you say that? Yeah. You're not taking anything from them. And it's like the Aikido move. Everything is their energy. It's not your energy. So when you, Bambos asked me questions, he was expecting from it to be an interview when we began. And I'm not going to ask his questions because I knew if I ever was to ask his questions, I would actually have to defend something where where uh, I, I, the the spiritual guru doesn't defend their position. They basically what well, they might make an observation, like a, a metaphorical story, which often happens. Mm-hmm. And then they'll laugh and then they'll ask questions. And then that's how the individual, you know, that's how they work through the, you know. Yeah, he, there was a moment where I asked him a question. He ignored me. Mm-hmm. He came straight back to you. Yeah. As, if I, as if I'm interrupting the process. In that moment, I didn't feel comfortable with him anymore. Oh. I, did, I, don't, I don't even notice. I was so under your spell that I didn't even notice that moment. <laughs> From the three spells that we had, the, the, the financial guru, the life purpose guru, and the spiritual guru, which one of the threes did you resonate with most? The spiritual for me was the, the most the authentic or interesting interesting yeah for you bambo none of them yeah i could see yeah you were yeah but that was and and it's not and it's not because i know it's a role play if i think about also everyone that i interact in the world i'm i'm very i'm a high empath right so i really feel and and if the person's not connected then i then i'm like oh i'm I'm here what's going on i shouldn't be here if he's the thing that he says he is, but I'm here right now. Yeah. At least that's how I. If I played each of the roles a bit better, Bambos, you may have gotten sucked in a little bit easier, but on a wonderful chaos, we don't invite these people that I just played onto the show. So we don't even interact with these people in general. Mm-hmm. And in uh, the one occasion we do, we always know that we did. And we look at each other and like, oh shit, we just did that. You know, like, <laughs> like that's, that's something that we know we're, we're conscious of this. So mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, but yeah, I uh, I must say that this show was one of the more challenging for me because in in a way I didn't prepare anything. I just said we're going to create three personas. I didn't have them in my mind. I don't role play these ever, so this is the first time I've done these three. But mm-hmm. I know them because I watch them often when they present themselves on YouTube or Facebook, and I and I laugh because I'm always watching them as to say. What is the need the other person has that they need this person for? Hmm. What, why am I, what am I missing in myself that, that makes me need that individual? So where do I lose the agency over myself because I need this other person to give me something I can't give myself? Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Nice. All right. I really yeah. enjoyed the it show, Andy. Fun. Yeah, thank you. I, I like my favorite part, at least you took your T-shirt off. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone agrees with that. Everyone. There's a moment which you don't know, like Ronnie kind of came in the side door and I was like, oh shit, if I'm off with my shirt online and then she walks in that door, like we're going to have a big discussion afterwards. (laughs) It's the first time I've ever locked that door, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, but she will watch the show. But Andy, you've also done like uh, huge little videos where which you've posted. Uh I mean, and you said, "Hey, I'm in the shower right now," and (laughs) I had this thought. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yes. (laughs) True. But she hasn't been to those videos. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
We sh you should do this more often. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there would be more viewers. I was sure. say, <laughs> coaching service. If you want success coaching, purpose, or enlightenment coaching, come to me each month. <laughs> different price tag. <laughs> so. Okay. Thank you, guys. All right. so Thanks for everyone. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Mariana. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on A. Wonderful chaos. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.